Okay. And we're live. And it's December 10th, 2023. On the East Coast in the United States of America, it's about 4.45 p.m. Or as my mother would say, a quarter till. It's a quarter till what, Mom? It's quarter to five in the U.S., and uh, I'm excited to record this podcast today because I I genuinely have a lot that I want to talk about. No, let me rephrase that. I genuinely want to talk to myself. I just got done writing some thoughts down in the journal. There's no video episode today. The vibes are different. As you might have noticed, there was no words in the intro. It was just the music. And off goes the heat. So there's not going to be as much background noise unless my cat decides to be a bad boy, in which I will call him Frederick. That's right. So, yeah. You're probably wondering, all right, well, what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. I've had the past three days to reflect on circumstances, life, professional careers, jobs, relationships, friendships, family, hobbies, God, amongst other things. And to be quite frank, I was very scattered. I was very scattered these last few months during open enrollment. It turned me into a anxious worrier. It turned me frazzled and frantic. You get you get the point. It made me go insane. I was constantly worrying. And yeah, that's I can hear that in my headphones. My cat's fucking around, whatever. That's the thing is I need to learn to stop caring. caring. There's a great meme with Pepe the Frog. It says, stop caring. That is literally all you have to do. And I jotted that down twice today. Because uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it's in the astrology sector of Scorpio or if it's just in my genetics or if it's in my nurture, nature, upbringing, but I was, I was wired to be a worrier, wired worrier. Now we're going to change that into warrior. That's right. That's off the top, ladies and gentlemen. 
I didn't jot one. I didn't jot that one down in the moleskin. Hey, Fred, come here, bro. Quit fucking with that plastic. Come on, dude, please. I'm trying to make it sound a little bit professional here. Let me give him his fucking catnip. Hold on. All right, and whether or not he uses his catnip is out of my control, you see. There are a lot of things that are out of my control. And one of the greatest things AA taught me was acceptance. That's right. If you're not familiar with AA, you can Google page 417 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And it says acceptance is the answer to all my problems. You know? Radical acceptance of what is, of what was, and what will become. That, I believe, is one of the major keys of life. Accepting what you cannot change. It's like the fucking serenity prayer, dude. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. Let's just talk about the first part for a minute. See, there's a lot of things that I cannot change. I would like to, if I could, you know. I would like to say I wish I performed better during open enrollment to make a extra maybe $4,000 or $2,000. But fuck it, it's over, it's the past. I worked to my best. I performed as good as I could with the tools that I had in the moment that I was in. And, you know, that is, that is something that needs to be accepted. There's a lot of things that I need to accept that uh, I'd rather not get into too much detail about here because that's my personal journey. That's what prayer and close friends and journaling are for. See, this is this is in the public. This will be released on YouTube. So, um, you know, slave workers in the Philippines can, can listen to this. I don't want them to know about the real demons that haunt my mind. Um, and yeah, kind of had a pretty cool revelation today after jujitsu this was my first week back in weeks and uh you know i got slammed i got tapped i got choked out ultimately i got humiliated and um i got embarrassed and see all of these adjectives are really just forms of fear, fear of not being good enough, fear of not being liked or not being the best. And there's a lot of things that I do that I carry a lot of fear with.
doing. There's a lot of weight that I carry on my back. Figuratively and physically, you know. I'll be traveling with a big backpack flying out tomorrow. And uh, my back hurts, actually. I injured my back, believe it or not, this morning in jiu-jitsu to the point that I was in my bed trying to stretch and I made like a a shriek in pain. You know, I've 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 known pain. I know pain. And this shit fucking hurt. So there's a beautiful thing and it's called a toolbox. And it's up to me to use it. I was sitting here journaling, listening to some jazz getting ready to record some stuff and I looked right in front of me on my desk and I have uh, I have this um massage gun you know the answers are in front of you just you just have to open your eyes or I just have to rather I have ice I have tiger balm I have a foam roller I have a yoga mat I have stretching techniques and I have water to hydrate. I have a lacrosse ball to roll also um, on my back. <clears throat> Basically what I'm saying is I have the fucking tools. And, uh, you know, it, it's up to me to use them. And it's hard. It's not easy. Just because I have these tools doesn't make it easy, you know. People that struggle with depression and stuff and can't get out of bed in the morning, it's like, you know, you'd like to just be able to tell them, well, just get up, just put your shit on, Goggin style, go for a run, get that endorphin rush. But sometimes it's just not that easy, you know? The shortest answer is, yeah, just do the thing, you know? The, the shortest answer is doing the thing. I, I do love Nike for that. Just do it. That's a hell of a fucking tagline. But, um, you know, can't do it alone, man. I can't do it alone. And these past two months, I've been alone at home. You know, I, I just got the cat at the tail end of it. But he's not a person. He doesn't have empathy and advice to give and a you know a, a life of experience so that's why I talk to humans man I talk to people in the sauna that I'm friends with and I talk to people on the phone you know and uh you know there's therapy there's there's professionals out there I like to think that the only people that can resonate with me are people who have been through it and that is definitely true to a degree. But it's also good to get perspective from someone who is trained or educated or whatever. So trying trying to come, come into this year with an open mind, open heart about that kind of stuff. Because, you know, someone that I know in the, in the professional industry of recovery, you know, they own a treatment center, but... They never had a drug problem. And I used to say, well, what the fuck does, do, do they know about 
addiction. Well, look on look on their look on their wall. I mean, they, yeah, they have a master's degree, you know, doctorate maybe whatever. Have they uh, snorted their sta- their savings away? No. But there's a guy or a growl who has, and they can offer their perspective too. So, for me, it's about being open-minded and uh, having a having a perspective of having a perspective, having a new perspective is what it's going to be about. It's really funny because prior to I'll say November. I was very close-minded on astrology and the moon changes and all this stuff, but I don't know, man. December 7th was a full moon, and it signified a reset, the great reset. Um, And it was interesting because it was almost like a metaphor because that was the last day of open enrollment at the job that has taken more happiness from me than any other career in my life. And that was the last day, and that was the same day that we had a full moon that signified resetting. So that's what I've been doing these past three days. I've been resetting, and I've been reflecting. You know? I don't have the fucking answers, but I do have a program, a method that I've been approaching that has been showing results. Showing results. Because you can go into a meeting and talk about the problem all fucking day. That's fine. Sometimes you just need to vent. But it's also good to talk about the solution. Venting, see, well, let's talk about venting for a minute. Venting is great. That's literally what I'm doing right now. I'm just venting on thoughts and emotions. You see, but... And and no but. You see, and it feels good to vent. Because it is a release. It is a release. It's a... It's a way to literally release and recharge but then how do you rewire right and uh for me that looks like the word action that looks like doing um there there is a program of recovery and there is a 12 step process a lot of people I know just attend meetings, which is great. It's better to go to a meeting than not go to a meeting. But you see, step one is the only step out of the other 12 steps that acknowledges that there is a problem, you see. Step one is where we admitted we were powerless and that our lives had become unmanageable. And that hurts. Step one sucks. I've, I've done a first step a lot of times with a sponsor. But what do you do after step one, you know? 
It's where you take action. It's where you take an inventory. And it's where you rely on other people and give up your will and concede to the program. So, I guess in a way, um, that's where I'm at. I'm at the crossroads between one and two. Uh, I think on the morning of December 8th, I was at step zero. And uh, it's really nice to just come back from that, take a three-day soliloquy, and acknowledge that there is action I can take about it. There's, there's some doing that can be done about that problem. So... That's that. Um, shout out to the people who got me to do video episodes. I appreciate it. I appreciate the compliments and acknowledging that it would be entertaining to see my face as I say these things. But I didn't feel uh, I didn't feel great doing it, looking at myself. And, uh, you know, not, not in like a depressing way or anything. Like, I don't like what I see when I look in the mirror. Not like that. Just, it didn't feel natural. It felt forced. It felt Hollywood. It felt too much, it felt too Hollywood. It felt too much like production, you know, and that's cool and all. I love visual art and watching Matt and Shane on the podcast. And I love watching movies and I love a good scenery you know, vision is one of the most beautiful senses we have, but, um, you know, today's an audio-only episode. I don't know what tomorrow's episode will look like, you know, and I don't have to worry about that because, like I said, it's four o'clock Eastern Standard Time, but the real time is now. So, I'm just going to be here now, you know, and in the Bible it says uh, the, the, the truth will set you free. Well, what Hollis told me was the breath will set you free, and I have that plasterized on my wall in my room because being conscious of your breath is the the... the most efficient way for me to come back into the moment, to stop worrying about what has been or what will be. Um, yeah, I took a yoga class yesterday for the first time since before COVID. Uh, the, the last time I went to yoga was before COVID and, uh, that's almost, what, three years ago, man. And so, you know, yesterday I went, and I got to say, man, those yoga hippies, they're, they're on to something over there. You know, connecting the body with the breath, you know, in, in, a, in a different way, in, in a more spiritual way. I'm never going to stop working out listening to fucking Megadeth in the gym, 
blasting kettlebell swings. I'm never going to stop doing that, you know. Sweating my ass off on the Stairmaster. Doing 100 burpees for time. I'll never stop doing that stuff. But sometimes, I learned yesterday, you need to hit the fucking brakes, kid. And reset and relax. And just breathe. Anxiety's a bitch. I was in the yoga class yesterday and, you know, I'm very aware of my surroundings. I'm hypersensitive to my surroundings. I can, I can see if someone's coming from a football field away. It's just how I was wired. And uh, I was just observing the class. And what came to my mind is, wow, social media has fucked up so many people. That's what came to my mind. You can go on TikTok and Instagram and see these million-dollar models, and there's there's no way for 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 me to attain that level of physique or financial status unless I either one take steroids or two continue in a career that takes my soul away from my body. And I'm not willing to do that anymore. I'm not willing to do that anymore. No, I don't want to live in a fucking van by the river and, uh, you know, go to the fucking mana food bank or whatever. I'm not talking the far end of the spectrum here. I'm, I'm talking about balance. So, I'm sorry, David Goggins, that you don't require balance, but 99.9% of us do. And see, when I was a personal trainer, I was full Goggins mode. It was get after it, don't be a bitch. Um... It was a very radicalized way of thinking and living. The colors I wore were masculine. You know, today I decided to put on a fucking sweater. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting, man. It's, it's so interesting. And I'm such an overthinker, man. I'm such an overthinker. When I first took CrossFit in about 20, 2015 was my first class. I remember the coach telling me that he thought I was an overthinker. Fast forward seven years later, I'm in jiu-jitsu. Different coach, same thing. Kai, you're overthinking the move. Just do what I instructed. You're doing good. So... That's what we're going to do, and I'm going to fall short. I know I'm going to. I, I know I'm going to. Here in about 10 seconds, I'm going to question what I'm saying, and that's okay. Because awareness is the first step towards liberation. But no, literally, knowing it is far better than being fucking oblivious and not 
not willing to change or thinking there's something wrong with you or thinking you're defective and making excuses and pointing the finger. See, that's what you call a fixed mindset. Not not wanting to change or learn or improve. Making fucking excuses. Um, not adapting or overcoming And like I said, it's hard. But the opposite of a fixed mind is a growth mindset. So, took that with me today in class. I said, all right, I'm not going to overthink it. This time I'll just um, keep, keep doing it, keep going. And it worked. It worked. You know, I said to myself, yeah, man, you're overthinking it. Just do the move. We were doing uh, back escapes. Average person probably doesn't know what that means, but it's okay. There's a lot that goes into it. You know, you got to frame the hip. You got to walk your feet out. You got to pass their legs. You got to almost pinch their arm with your arm. You got to um, do the Wu-Tang grip and pull it, o- pull their arm over your head and pull it out, not up. I mean, there's so many moving parts to jujitsu that I see why so many people come and go. You know? They're fucking quitters, man. They're bitches. No. They're just not willing to accept growth as an opportunity. They're not willing to lose they want to be comfortable I would love that I would love to live in a world of comfort where I'm a fucking black belt making a million dollars and I'm fucking 180 pounds full of muscle you know but that's not reality so Accept or die, man. I mean, literally, that's that's the name of the game. So, this past week was rough, man. It was uh, it was the last week. We were pulling se- uh, seven days a week, twelve hour shifts. Decided to go to stand up on the last night and completely bombed. And probably had my worst set out of all of them. I've only done about six sets, you see. So I need to remind myself that I'm new. I'm new at all of these things. I'm new at jujitsu. I'm new at comedy. I'm new at podcasting. I'm new at everything. I just turned 30. I have all these hobbies that I want to get done that I was trying to balance with this hectic work schedule. And it wasn't working and it burnt me out. You know, so reflecting on that a bit too, what is, what is January going to look like? Am I still going to be doing a podcast or am I going to be putting that away to work on jujitsu or am I still going to be podcasting, but I'm not going to do stand up? I don't know what that looks like yet. I would love to say I'm going to keep doing everything. You know, most people I know. You know, I got a good buddy of mine. He uh, he works hard. He makes a lot of money. 
but he doesn't do a lot of other things. He he's into uh, he's into a certain sport, we'll say. You know, and that's what he does. That's his thing. You know, I know another guy who he works hard at his job, and that's his that's his uh, identity. He's a he's a cook. He's a sous chef. That's his that's his thing. What would be really cool is if I could just do podcasting for a living. You know, just do that. But in life, you got to work, man. You got to you gotta make the bread. You got to pay rent, bring dollars in. Especially these days where, you know, I just paid fucking $8 for a McDouble. You know, it's out, it's, it's, it's out, it's, it's, it's crazy out here, man. It is so expensive to go out to eat and to fill up your car. You know, the grocery store, everything's expensive now. So, you know, what are you going to, what am I going to do with that? Am I going to chase a career that makes $100,000 that I can buy eight McDoubles a day and be fine and still be able to save $1,000 a month? Or... Am I willing to accept a pay cut, do something that fulfills me, doesn't stress me out, only be able to afford one McDouble a day? That's my analogy. I know it's a shitty one, but... No, see, there, there I go with the judging. Um, that's a great analogy, honestly. You know, be able to afford, you know, one sandwich a day or whatever and you know maybe maybe save 500 instead of 1000 hell maybe you only save $200 a month you know i don't know what january is going to look like i do have some prospects shout out to the folks that i've talked to in the career world out there in the professional industry that have gotten me an opportunity to get some interviews in but um yeah man i'm going away tomorrow i'm going away for 2 weeks and i'm going to be moving around a lot i'm not going to have a lot of time to sit and reflect but I'll get my meditation sessions in, don't worry. I'll get my journaling in on the trains. I'm hitting four countries in 12 days. I'm hitting eight cities in 12 days. A lot of people would probably rather do two or four cities in 12 days, and that's fine. You know, maybe maybe that should have been the alternative, but I don't know when I'll be able to go to Europe again. You know, I want to see the cathedral in Milan and the fucking Pantheon in Rome and the Eiffel Tower and the fucking Abbey Road shit in London. I want to see it all while I'm there. So I'll be moving around a lot. I'll be on the trains a lot, which will be kind of cool. You know, they're not like subways in New York, dirty and filled with rats and crime. These are classy, you know, trains. Um, save like, I looked up some crazy statistic. They save like 95% of carbon emissions um, than airplanes do. So I like that about that industry, the railroad industry, you know. These trains have apparently, is what I've heard, they have like restaurants, and if you're in like in first class, there's a fucking bed even. Um, 
I'll be in basic economy, which is fine. It's fine. It's fine. Doing uh, Airbnb with my homie in London for a night. We'll be staying in the Kensington district of London in a flat. For you American scum, that means an apartment. We're doing London for one night. I'll be landing at 7 a.m. Monday. I'm not meeting up with him until 3 p.m. So I'll have eight hours to explore London. And then once we get to the Airbnb, we'll have the next day. And then I think our train leaves at 6 for Paris. Paris? And um, we're doing three nights in Paris. Now, I know I said on an episode what the um, neighborhoods in Paris were called. They start with an A. Let's see. What are neighborhoods in Paris called? Okay. Um... How how do you say that word? Let's find out. Arrondissement. Arrondissement. So, a French department for local government administration, a district of certain uh, large French cities, French cities in particular, Paris. So, an arrondissement is, think of like New Orleans, Charlotte. They have like the fourth ward, the fifth ward. I think we're saying in the seventh arrondissement. You know, most cities here we have just neighborhoods. You know, you have Cobble Hill in Brooklyn, you have Silver Lake in LA, you have South End in Charlotte, right? Um, here you have arrondissements, so that's kind of cool. And uh, cool, learned a new word today. So three nights in Paris, we're going to be doing a lot. So my friend, he's basically the tour guide for Paris because I, I'll be honest with you, I booked so many different things in Italy that I said, Paris is in your hands, dude, because you're leaving and I'm going to Italy by myself. And I booked the Vatican Museums and the Colosseum and I want to see the Pantheon and... I have all these restaurants and coffee shops that I want to go to. And then on top of that, I'm going to be in Florence. I'm going to be in Milan. Uh, I want to see the Duomo. Uh, is that what they call it in Milan? The Milan Cathedral. Really beautiful architecture in the Milan Cathedral. There's really nothing else I want to see in Milan um, other than that. Although I was getting my hair cut today, and the guy told me that the um, Last Supper, the original painting, is in is in a cathedral in Milan. So that might be something that I want to see. Um, the uh, Milan Cathedral is... Duomo di Milano. Duomo di Milano. Duomo di Milano. <laughs> cool, dude. Thank you. Yeah, that was my that was my producer. His name is uh, Vinny. He's sitting there in the corner telling me how to say these words. 
But uh, no, nah, and then I'll be in Venice, the 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 canal city, right, with all the little boats and going to different ports in the city. I guess uh, Venice is small, small as shit. Um, in between Paris and Italy, I'll be stopping in the Swiss Alps, Ked, just for two nights. I'm staying at two hostels um, in Switzerland, a small, very wealthy country with not a lot of culture, I would assume, other than chocolate, um, money, and Swiss Army knives. It'll be really cool to visit Switzerland. I heard a burger there is like 50 bucks, so <laughs> don't know if I'll be gaining any weight in Switzerland, but... Uh, I will say, you know, I'm very big on saunas and cold plunges and hot springs and that kind of stuff. Um, The place I go to is a Nordic bathhouse here in in the city where I live in, and it's the Nordic bathhouses are hot, cold. You do sauna, cold plunge, cold shower, whatever, all that. Um, I Googled some of that stuff, and... Over there, they are different, and they're, they're not Nordic because I'm not going to Northern Europe. Um, I'm going to a Hamam, Hamam, H-A-M-M-A-M. It's a Turkish bath, so not Nordic, but Turkish. It's a type of steam bath or a place of public bathing associated with the Islamic world. Oh, shit, it's Islam? Fuck that. No, I'm just kidding. And was inherited from the model of the Roman. Oh, that's sick. From the Roman Empire? Okay. So, interestingly enough, there is a hammam. I hope I'm saying that right. Let's, let's find out again. I like doing these pronunciations now. Hammam pronunciation. Let's see if I was right. Hammam. Fuck yeah, hammam. So it's like you're saying, huh, mom? What'd you say, mom? Clean your room, huh, mom? Fuck that. You clean my shit. So there's there's a place right across the street from the first hostel I'm staying in in Switzerland. That's a mom. So that's going to be a really cool time for me to reset from running around Paris and shit. And then if I have time, I would love to do a little bit of hiking in Switzerland and see those mountains. Don't know how much time I'll have, but definitely going to the hammam, 100%, without a doubt. It's right across the street. I'm doing that. Fuck, so if a burger costs $50, I don't want to even know how much this shit's going to cost. But hey, YOLO. Players only live once. That's the motto. Polo. Yeah, but uh, anyways, that's that's what we got, man. We got... No, no intro wording. Just the just the music. Uh, we got, you know, resetting, slowing down, um, being conscious of worry because I'm not gonna just stop worrying, right? But being conscious of it is is pretty cool, and um, I'll definitely report when I get back. I'm really excited to go. I'll be back Christmas Eve, and uh, 
yeah, man, just going to yoga and observing the full moon and having these three days off has really been what I needed. Has really been what I needed because I've been in full-blown Goggins mode this past two months, getting after it, uh, selling insurance and working out and shit. And so uh, I'm going to take some time, you know, and it's fun. It's fun. I love being creative and I love trying new things and finding myself in these in these areas. So I think what I'm going to do today, uh, instead of playing the outro theme song, we're going to do a little guitar. And I don't think I'm going to even think about what I'm going to play. I'm just, I'm just going to play because, uh, it signifies, it's a metaphor for overthinking and, uh, you know, feeling misunderstood and worrying and all of these character defects. So to anyone out there, there is a fucking solution. Just trust me on that. I've been through way worse. Came out on the other side. So I know damn well in my heart that if I can do it, so can you. So with that, God bless you. Merry Christmas, and uh, here's a little jam session for you.